and welcome to the Hand in Hand show where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. If you are a survivor, a caregiver, a researcher, a support group leader, or a local business helping the stroke and brain injury community, Stroke Focus is offering a number of exciting programs. Get details at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, a part of Stroke Focus. This is Cam, and I'm here today with Ron and his wife, Penelope. Penelope is also his caregiver, and he had his stroke November 13, 2013, And it started out as a day like any other day. After eating their breakfast, Ron went into his wife's office and sat down on the couch while she worked. He hadn't been feeling well, though, and he tried to get up and fell forward on a large exercise ball that was blocking his way. And he got up again and stumbled into his office. And his wife, Penelope, she was kind of concerned and followed him. He tried to focus or in and couldn't see her. And he said, oh, there you are. And she became concerned and called 911. He, at that time, was having a stroke. So he made his way out of the office and he stumbled. And his wife was on the phone with 911. She tried to get him to answer some questions. And as we all know, sometimes that's one of the signs he was babbling. And she couldn't understand him. So... I won't go into the rest of the story. I'm going to let them tell it. So welcome, Ron. Welcome, Penelope. Thank you for being on the Hand in Hand show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Ron, tell us a little bit more about your stroke. Well, basically, my stroke itself is basically put me right down. That morning, we had just something that morning for breakfast, and I was sitting here right pretty much the same area where I'm morning. And I had a big bubble. I had one bubble. I had one bubble uh, play with our body. Normally we play while we're working on our computer at the time. And this big bubble was filling in my body, was filling my hand. But initially, I put my arms over them, and I just fell over those, the big bubble, that morning in the ground and knocked me out because when I went down, I'm kind of out. And uh, my wife could look at me, I'm, I'm gone. Could not speak to him well. She can see these things out, but I'm, I could stand up and I was stroke. My mom, I, mean, I could not even speak. My abilities were gone. And that morning I'll get up and the next morning he started working me initially right now, the same thing. But the more I think about it, the more I started, oh, my ability was okay. I'll get up. And next thing I'm, Gone, fell on, on, on the, on the ground again. So my wife figured right now I must have a problem. She had called the doctor and that morning had the ambulance call the ambulance for me quickly. Figured they better help me out quickly. And I said that morning, I said, look, I got to go and sleep. I got to sleep on my bed right now. I'll go on my bed and that's it. Don't talk to me, push me. Over me right now, pushed me up to the side, and I put my in my bed, and that was it. But what's crazy when it's happening to me right now is people to think, okay, I'm okay right now. But it was crazy on because I just had 
a stroke right now. Did not know what's going on. But they went ahead that morning. They have an ambulance right here in my bed, right near ready in my bed early for that morning. And they said, okay, we'll push him right now. But and I said, it's my bed. I'm staying in my bed, and nobody's sleeping right now, so stay over me. They, they have the ambulance, the EMT right now, was trying to talk to me right now. And I said, get me a home. Get me out of here. I want to I want sleep right now. <laughs> that morning, I said, well, we got a problem. So they had to call the sheriff for me, and that size, I had lux, I had lux for weight that I shouldn't be in the morning. They had, they just said, four sheriffs from that morning, that morning to help me out. I think, wow, in my bed here and get this ambulance for us that morning is hard. I, that morning, at that morning, he pushed me out. And I said, look, don't worry about it right now. I'm sleeping, just sleeping and leave me alone. That morning, I went ahead and I have the sheriff walking in my home and saying, Wow, they got to pick him up and get me home. I said, don't. I'm just going home. And the next thing, God stopped me right now and opened me up. And God told me up and get me out of here. And I got out of my bed, got up and walked him into his bed and let them lay him in my bed on their, their bed for the ambulance. That morning, they pushed me in the ambulance morning, took me in the hospital here in town. That time, it's crazy because that time, the doctors had to take five hours on my body. In fact, my location, for me, they had to get me into a location. Here in this location in Florida, there's only three locations in, this, in the air of my body. Had to come to Gainesville's one. Mm-hmm. So they had a helicopter for me that morning uh, from after five hours with the the hospital. They had to get me out of here to the helicopter. So that morning, they took me, my friend to the Gainesville from here, from my home to the hospital morning, and put me to a uh, helicopter morning with my friend. My friend stayed with my bed with me. They put me at morning with a nurse in the helicopter morning, and I told my friend, stay with me the same thing with my helicopter. Well, that morning... We had terrible, I mean, and this is November. Normally, November in Florida, we don't have a problem with rain. But this night, we had a crazy rain that we've never seen before. And the rain was not straight down. It was straight at an angle. And it was round around me. Every angle was coming on me right now. And so I say, well, okay, this is okay. But remember, I'm lying down right now. I cannot talk. My friend watched what's going out here. The nurse was crazy because she was scared about what was going for her as well because the rain was, was coming all over the location. And so that morning, they go ahead and take this to Gainesville, fly from here all the way down to Gainesville that morning. And that morning, I see the rain was coming over our location. The doctors, I mean, the uh, the nurse was crazy still. But initially, they brought the helicopter that morning. And the nurse was saying, okay, just get my friend in the hospital morning with him from Gainesville. So they pushed me out that morning from Gainesville. But you see, people will understand that God gave me opportunity that morning as I'm dying out. God me was gone. That morning, I'm gone. I'm dead that morning. The nurse was looking for me. 
they would push me off, but I was gone. And so my friend was sitting out here, was standing for me the same thing. And I told my friend, don't care if things okay for you right now. Everybody right now, I'm going okay initially. But that's what happened special for me because that, that morning I'm gone forever. I was dead initially today. I was gone forever. And I, exactly, I was gone to heaven forever. And I saw what it was. Now, that's what's crazy about it because I started seeing some people would not understand what's going on in my life. I saw this happen to me because I saw things that people would never see. And, and you read my book. When people read my book, they'll be able to see what's happened in my life, especially because it's different. As a stroke, it's hard because even this time, I'm laying down, but I'm not talking very good because I'm gone out of it. My friend was watching about the same thing. But it's a person understand when you have a stroke, the words are stopped. Like my body was wiped out, and actually it took two weeks, the Gainesville, uh, for me out, for me even talk for me that morning at all. I could not speak very well at all because even my wife, she did not talk to me very good for me at all. People understand when, when you have stroke, like a stroke situation like this, your head about this stuff is gone, about the same thing. So I'm going to interrupt you for just a minute because I don't want to get too far ahead, but I have a question for Penelope. Mm -hmm. Did you know that he was having a stroke? Yes, it's funny because shortly before this happened, I was looking on the computer and I was reading about the uh, how you know if someone's having a stroke. I knew exactly the signs, and when I saw it in him, I knew what it was. Okay. So, yeah, it's funny because right before that happened, I was reading up on it on the computer. I don't know why I ended up there, but I did. And so I knew, you know, the babbling and the stumbling around like he was drunk. Um, he, Yeah, what really concerned me, the first thing that concerned me is when I went in his office, he sat down in his chair, and he's looking around like he couldn't see and then he finally focused in he said oh there you are okay. that that freaked me out you know uh, because he couldn't he couldn't see I guess I don't know if he was blinded or he just couldn't focus in this is where you had you know one two or we had three strokes at the same thing it's crazy about this thing because doctors found about this initially that's really why this this first hospital here the first time could not believe me at all because they could not talk to me. That's really they found the helicopter to Gainesville was a best location for us that morning because they were shocked because they were looking at my head, but my ability was gone. They couldn't talk to me at all because it's it's crazy when yeah. you have when you have a stroke situation like my life is is kind off of my ability is way off. Just like so, same thing. So when you said you had three strokes, I'm guessing, but correct me if I'm wrong, they were not in the same place in your brain. They were all, did they even know, did they happen simultaneously or was it one and then a few minutes later or an hour later another? Or do they know that? I, I don't know the time frame, but um, at the local hospital here, I was asking them if they had given that clot buster. 
because he had a clot in his uh, heart. He has AFib, and the clot formed in his heart chamber and went straight to his brain. And then later I found out, you know, after all the tests, that he had a ma- they said he had a massive stroke on the right side and two smaller ones on the left, and the two smaller ones are what affected him the most. Mm-hmm. So I don't know at what you know, what order they happened or, you know, if they happened all at one, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's a good answer though. Something that a lot of people may not even know about. This is very different. I know a lot of people who've had multiple strokes, just not like this. Mm-hmm. So I also want to ask about the aphasia. You have a different kind of aphasia from what I'm getting, and it is Wernicke's aphasia. I have aphasia, but nobody's ever put a name to it. So what is Wernicke's aphasia? I can get some of it by listening to you. I understand it, but our listeners may not. Okay, the speech therapist um, at at Gainesville in Shands, uh, when he was in rehab, told us that it's a a type of aphasia where he can talk fairly well, but when someone is talking to him, he can't process it. His brain cannot process it. Very few, he has to have very few words spoken to him. And when the words go into his brain and then he tries to process it and then they come out of his mouth, he mm-hmm. has the right word in his brain, but it's like it's stuck there and then a different word comes out. Yeah, I sent, there was a perfect video that I sent to, to Daniel that showed that. It's called Heart to Heart mm-hmm. by Mark Black. This, um, the speech therapist showed it, showed it to us. And I just, I just bawled when I saw it. It's so touching that it explains perfectly in just a couple of minutes exactly what happens in that person's brain. It's like they're trapped inside their brain and they can't get right. out. They can't express themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and I can understand that after six years, hmm. I have learned to work with my aphasia. I do have problems getting the words out. I called the dog a toadstool one day. I was married. <laughs> I know, guys. I know. <laughs> Am I kidding? That's circle. But I, I knew what I wanted to say, but another word came out. And I do that every now and again, but I did it more in the beginning than I do now. I also have learned myself, if I can't find a word, Somehow I get a replacement word, and it's not <laughs> what I want exactly, but it gets my point across. So I can kind of understand what you're saying here, although it sounds like it's a lot more complicated than what I have, mm-hmm. and maybe some others have, but then there are probably other people who have exactly what you have. I don't know how you learn to work with it or process it because sometimes I have to, as you said, process what is being said to me before I can respond. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like 
it's better now, like things are getting better as you move along in your recovery? Well, fantastic. Pretty much all years. I mean, I've initially, it was, it was crazy because, you know, it talked about within a, well, a year after my problem, and my words are crazy, I found my wife had cancer. My wife had cancer for her. Oh. Crazy because this is this has happened about six months, maybe seven months months later for me, mm-hmm. and I had to get my wife to Gainesville. Now you remember, I could not Damn. drive very good for me for a long time, but my license was right. My my license fantastic day one, everything going for me, especially today. But I had to because I know that my wife has some pills that's gonna knock her crazy. Mm-hmm. Think about this stuff, and I have to do it from day one, which means for her, they gave her to Gainesville. We had to go to, to Gainesville for her. Gainesville. But at that morning, I had to had to drive her at nighttime for her because mm-hmm. some of these pills are oh, terrible. What you take prevents cancer, so I had to bring her back. So, I, but I had to drive for her. Yeah, us is about two hours for, for me to drive for Tampa back for us home for us. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So these are something. What's crazy? This this you know I'm remembering the words. Um, I'm working with my wife. We were we were selling things to sell things from eBay and uh, Amazon at nighttime. But I had to be the person. I had to think my my ability for her is for myself. At the same time right now as well, mm-hmm. because otherwise we were crazy for me, but then I had to help my wife too. And I have yeah. remember I had to get all the words. I have to go to the the the, the uh, Publix or William Winn Dixie or wherever buy these things and bring her. I took her foods. I went uh, the, the the pulling cleaning all the clothing in the morning. I did everything for her, and yeah. it's crazy because now. It's different for me as well because my head would be off, but I remember what my wife exactly, and she helped me do the right my seven persons for me as well. And I think this is different because I've seen a guy was in Subway, and he wanted to buy a Subway with a guy, but the guy was standing, and he could not, he went blah, 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 going on. He could not stake the words ever and tried to help him out right now, but he wanted to push Here's my location until that's his location for him. Now, my wife helped me. See, mm-hmm. my wife helped me so help my ability to think about my ability. Right. For me, for me right now, today for her as well. So that's been hard for, I think, any person would have another person, that second person helped them out mm-hmm. so they think better or talk what the words are, because I, I think some of the words I used to say the words, I, I don't remember what it was, what she used to ask me, and I'd be happy about it, but doesn't mean I'm sorry, it's gone. Yeah. But she would tell me. Yeah. Well, and that's part of marriage. It is. It is. It's a hard part, but it is. You're right. right. Don't expect this to happen within like the same, you know, 12 month period where you're both, you know, are having to help each other. And I know for me, I'm a little, well, I get brain fog and different things and, and I don't have the energy that I used to. So 
it's tough. And if I get too tired, I can't go to the grocery store because I can't think about what I need to get or I and definitely driving two hours is not good for me. But if I had to do it, I would, but I kind of like not be able to do anything for like the rest of the week because yeah. of that. Right. Kind of how did you do with this? Did you have the fatigue and the, the brain fog even worse during this time? Or were you able to kind of move a little forward, maybe? I think what's it's different because I've asked a question about me, what's happened to me, because I, I think people look to me would be what's happened to him, okay? Um, but I think it was different for me. My life, I've been working with people, I mean, happy for me, fantastic, good for people every morning, but I help people to make them better for themselves, for them, help them or every morning for them. Because as a business, I was a business for years, and I had eight guys that, that came to me. I, I taught them how to do these things every morning. I helped them every morning to do a better for them today for them as well. Mm-hmm. The more I helped them out, now suddenly I'm in a situation where I cannot <laughs> for me. Right. So for me, I think was what part has given me an opportunity to be as as I my life. Well, God's given me ability who I am today, because I always good for others, help others. I think God helped me, especially about me as well, and helped me today as well. Tell me so I can think better about other people talking to me today as well. So I I believe some people. I, I don't think people would happen to me. I think I think people think. What's the worst thing about the life to me is like, hey, I'm here. Right. Um, I'm just happy right now. And what is this going right now? We'll figure this thing later and we just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And and I think for many people that they don't get this part of it, you do have to accept this new you. It's different, but it doesn't mean it's bad. But it is different, and I have mourned the old me, mm-hmm. and I hated the new me for a while, <laughs> not for long, because mm-hmm. then I realized, you know, she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's right. But you do. You have to embrace that new person and just, you're still there, but there are differences. And, you know, we look fine. And, you know, people might think we're fine, but it doesn't, it, it's still, there's something different about us. And it's not bad. Right. So I want to know about your book. Are you, Ron, or both of you are writing a book mm-hmm. about experience during the stroke? I think the thing is, what's different for me is different for, for a book. I think what's happened to me is uh, um, what's hard for people. I'm not talking too much because the work. My book is special for right now because in my life was going me out. I guess sometimes I think we have to think about it, but the, my life was so special that morning because that morning I was in heaven, gone. Right. Um, I went to heaven morning and I saw I was dead, gone. I was totally gone forever. And I look back, and I remember things different as people know who I am. 
because mm-hmm. if they read about like John, John in Second Corinthians in, in twelve, Paul talks as Paul himself. He had gone to heaven into heaven himself, and. I talked with Paul myself, and I said, Paul, I said exactly what he's saying, the same thing I thought about it. It's so different for me. I saw it's different because now I'm in heaven. And when you see this, people have a hard time with this. They don't understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that same time, um, I saw this most beautiful thing I was in heaven. I saw it was. But I said, man, I had this most beautiful thing I'm seeing. And that, that morning... My God stopped me. He said, it's me to go home back home. And I thought, man, you have to understand that uh, it's hard people understand that uh, when you come to heaven and you get back back to earth again, it's hard to it, okay? You have to understand it was real. I saw it. People have a hard time with this. But when I came back, uh, I didn't know the things that what well, God has special for me right now. And then this, you know, six weeks later, six weeks later, we found my wife has a cancer for her. Yeah. So God put me out in heaven, put me back on back to the earth again. And I see this for her and we can talk about this stuff. Then people are hard for them. I think that it's hard for people to, to see these things until they see all these things I've talked about. It. Well, here's something I think that you have done that I have learned over the years. You take the word can't out of your vocabulary and you mm. just say, I can. You, and you just do it. Now, I do say, I can't do this right now, but boy, I'm working towards it. It may take, <laughs> it right. may take months, may take me, you know. Ten years. Who knows? Oh. But I do not say I can't do it. That's good. Beautiful. That's a thing. And um, and I believe that when you do the negative, the negative's going to happen. Right. That's so, beautiful. So you don't even say you can't. You just say I'm going to do it, or it's going to happen. And that's a great thing. And I also the breathing thing is huge too. That's kind of a yoga technique. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cleanse your body, relax it, you mm-hmm. know, and there are many different types of breathing, but mm-hmm. even just the deep breath in and the, the deep breath, or, well, I guess it's not a breath, but the blowing it out, mm-hmm. that is a real stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, how was Penelope able to really help you when you returned home? Because, you weren't home long before you found out she had cancer and had to get treatment and stuff. But in this time, how has she helped you? My wife would go back to me initially for me. And we did our kids. We talked to kids at homeschool for kids, talked to them in the morning. So when we came home, she looked at me, and I cannot the words off. The chair, the the poor, the the, the, the coop, I mean, now my head's off now, Tom. <laughs> anyway, she would come to me anyway. <laughs> but anyway, she'd go ahead and, and ask these things down. But she shoot me, we have little card, little cards. And these mm-hmm. cards would go ahead and these cards and the picture what it was. A picture or this was uh the ball 
the size of the little size they want. And then they, we sell these things one, one card after another. And I looked at it and I said, okay, what well, was? Then she made cards about my like numbers and I put numbers number one, two, three, four. I did the same one after another until I started under these. Okay. Now it was. And she write these things on my card and take these words for me every morning. And also who I am today, because mm-hmm. initially I don't even know my name. After my ability, it's, so, it's so, not, so did you know your name? You just couldn't get it out, or you couldn't process. No. They called it, or no. He asked. He asked me. He asked me, "What is my name?" Okay. So he didn't even know his name, and he didn't know my name. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right at the beginning. And then um, something that would probably be helpful for a lot of people is I made him a little black book. Um, at the dollar store, they have these little comp- black marbled, uh, black and white marbled composition books. It's real small. And I made him a little book. So everything we talked about, I put in that little book. I put the days of the week. I put the months. I put uh, numbers like one to a hundred because I had to keep it simple. I put ABCs. I put his name, his birth date. You know, I'd write things like that down. Everything that we talked about, just simple type things that we we had to go back to kindergarten pretty much. Absolutely. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, but you know, it was funny because I could tell you, what a pyramid was, but I couldn't identify an elephant. It's not unusual. Your brain has been, it's been shaken and not stirred. (laughs) Sometimes in the beginning, I would also say, you know, shake me a little bit to the left, shake me to the right. And then I'm okay, you know, whatever. So you have to to kind of have humor about some of this. You sure do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, Ron or Penelope, either one or both of you, what do you want to tell others about how to communicate with stroke survivors? Well, right now, as far as the same thing for us. Yeah, we're just talking about this. That's the right question. (laughs) I had a a lady who is a, uh, she works for me at nighttime on uh, Friday night. She's a speech. She's a, she speaks about my, my words. She's supposed to help me my words initially. And uh, last Friday, she did the same thing. She sets nighttime. They put 30 minutes to talk to me about the words and try to help me out. And she'll look here and go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. She looked at me. I, I looked at my, what, what are you saying right now? She said, blah, 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 talking to me words. I said, stop. Mm-hmm. I said, remember this, you're working other kids. Remember, as a kid, think of me as a kid, okay? Remember, one items at one time for me. Two items is too much. Three items, I'm walked off. My life right. is gone. <laughs> so speak quiet so I understand what you're asking these things. I help you right now as well. Mm-hmm. And I stopped her today, and the next day she came for me last time. And I was watching this little kid. She's working with kids here knocking him. And I'm thinking, how can you teach a child if she's too fast for the child? And I stopped her today. 
What you're doing is chopping kids just like I am as a, as a child today. If you're too facts, too many words for you right now, hards are wrapped off. Because mm-hmm. my ability on my ability at one time is wrapped off here. Because like when we talk, if, if you can take like you asked where your company was, where your company was, the state the company you work for me, right to me. My words are gone. Okay. I don't know what company you work from. My wife, she'll know what you said. But when you talk to me, what company you work, fantastic. But I don't, until I blocked you in that word, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But if I think about it, it's like my ability is, is my head's right and the word in my ability will lock it down then. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because I can talk, I can do things. People, in fact, the nurse, I mean, this lady here, the doctor, she was not today. She said, how can I sit here and speak for her? And, and she has a hard time. How can she teach about me? I said, lady, I can talk to you day one, but mm-hmm. you've got to tell words for me or all for me because my ability is all for me. If you ask me that's the, the, this, this county or this, this, the, this, this street or the location, I cannot tell these words. It's too much. And I think it's hard when people have a hard time. They they think about a little bit of time and and how they are right now because otherwise it, it's it's too much. And I think the big thing is being learn how to be patient. Um, people have a hard time with this. When a person has a problem, you'll be patient about who they are. It, it, our life is just just like if you want people today, they want their telephone, but put the, the fingers up on the or they'll go ahead and computer and take the computer like crazy, or they talk about stuff, but their heads are off. Or wow, people are raft off in their body and they cannot think about who they are. If I ask a person today, if you had water today, how much water do you have today? People would go, uh, <laughs> I say, you know what? How many times do you drink water today? Uh, they don't know. And I think what people do not about life is simple. Mm-hmm. Our life is simple. It used to be simple for life always, but today it's too much. Mm-hmm. Our, our world is just wrapped on our life today. Computers, uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, computers, that, uh, telephones and stuff. People are nuts and they cannot think good for them either. So like a person like for right now, just, Stop. You know, I, I just, I went to, to, to Publix today. Stop. Mm-hmm. Tell what did you ask me? Mm-hmm. And they'll say, who? Stop. <laughs> what did you ask me right now? Stop. What did I ask you about right now? When I ask this, then I they have to think about the words I'm asking them. And I think it's hard. I don't think people want to think about this. I think too many words too quickly on the head and they can't talk the truth about what they want in life ever. So if it helps you. Yeah. So as a stroke survivor, um, I know that before the stroke for me, I was very busy. You know, I had kids, I was two Girl Scout troops. We were doing horses and tennis and, you know, I worked full time and I was a volunteer all over. And it taught me to mm. stop, slow down, right. what's going on in the world, um, you know, mm. all sorts of different things, but basically stop and slow down. 
Um, I think that's really what you're saying is stop and listen and um, know what you want to say, um, you know, before you start doing 500 words. (laughs) And and then even a normal person kind of sometimes loses that thought before they're finished because you can't, they're talking too fast or too much. I want to thank you, Ron. I want to thank you, Penelope, also. Your has been wonderful. I'm excited about the book. So definitely when that comes out, you do have to come back for that and talk to us about that. But thank you so much. I totally appreciate you being here. And I really hope um, our audience enjoys this. Thanks so much. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. This is an announcement of Stroke Focus. Stroke Focus has opened up its blog section to all its members. It is a professional platform completely free and very easy to use. It provides instant visibility to know how many views your blog is receiving. At the same time, we are helping members put stories on our podcast. You can get a professional quality radio broadcast to share on Facebook, Twitter, or post on your site. For all our members with aphasia, our audio editors will help make your interviews smooth. Do not need any professional equipment. No interview will be published before you review and approve it. There is no charge. Join us at https colon backslash backslash www.strokefocus.net or write to us at contact at strokefocus.net Join the growing list of people sharing stories. What you share will make a difference.